girls are raising their hands in school before the age of nine. They're totally so connected to who they are. They make no apologies, all of this. And then something starts to happen at that very tender age of nine where uh, they start dimming their light. They stop raising their hands in class. They start uh, focusing outwards instead of focusing inwards and wondering what will people think? Who should I be? What should I wear? What should I say? All of this second guessing. Um, and unfortunately, and that's when it takes that hit that you were just talking about is at age nine. And so with girl life, my goal is literally to change that statistic. Hello, gorgeous people. Welcome back to the Empowering Her podcast. I have another amazing crossover episode today. I had the honor of being on Susie Pettit's amazing podcast, The Love Your Life Show, and we spoke so much about how we can boost your daughter's confidence and self-image, how we can really notice our inner talk, how we can help our kids with perfectionism, helping ourselves with perfectionism first and foremost and role modeling that. Um, This was a really nice interview. As you know, I love connecting with magnificent women across the globe who are doing magnificent work. And Susie is one of those people. Definitely check out her podcast, The Love Your Life Show. Um, and if you enjoy this, please let us know, share the episode on Instagram and tag me, um, write a review for my show, write a review for Susie's show. Your reviews are so helpful. These, um, podcast episodes are our pleasure to record, but you, by, by sending in your reviews, you really give us that fuel to continue on this mission of bringing you valuable content that empowers all. So thank you. Uh, Also, in case you haven't joined the Launchpad experience yet, we are going strong. There is another Launchpad experience just around the corner. Join us to learn how to run your very first monetized girls empowerment workshop, www.melodypormorati.com slash launchpad. This has been one of the most rewarding things that I get to do with women, um, and I want you to be a part of it. So check it out and enjoy the episode. Do you ever feel like you want to be that empowered woman who loves herself and sees her own reflection in the mirror and feels so full of joy and gratitude? Uh, I know that so many of us want that and we have such a hard time getting there because we're actually doing things that are disempowering ourselves and we don't even know it. Whether we are gossiping about other women or we're holding ourselves back in our careers, uh, we are the bottleneck in the success of our own lives. I've created a course, it's called Women Taking the Lead and it's all about how you as a woman can take the lead in your own life to feel good in your own skin, to wake up in the morning with intention, and to live a life filled with grace and ease and all the good things that you've wished for for years. If you're interested and this is speaking to you, I want you to check out our website, www.melodypormorati.com slash women taking the lead, or check out the show notes. There is no reason for you to spend another minute 
uh, in a battle with yourself. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. And I'm so excited to show you exactly how. Oh, warriors and welcome. I have an exciting guest for us today on the show. I have the author of this book, Empowering Empowered Women, Empower Girls. And I'm just so excited. We had a wonderful conversation. She is the mom of twin girls. She's an award-winning author, an empowerment coach, podcast host, founder of the Girl Life Certification Program. She is, she's on a mission, you guys, to introduce girls and women alike to their personal power. How great. Okay. She's created a purpose-led business that trains women to run impactful and profitable businesses centered around empowering girls. Okay. To date, there are 175 facilitators around the globe who are changing the world one girl at a time because of this woman and her just passion to help us all step into that more empowered self. And, and it, it, I loved our conversation, loved this book, love her Instagram account, love it all. And whether you identify as a woman or not, you are going to get a lot out of this conversation. And whether you're a parent or not, you're going to get a lot of out of this conversation because a lot of her messaging is, yes, we have roles as parents, but we also have roles as humans on this planet to empower ourselves so that we can just shine that light out to everyone. I will let her do the the talking and the teaching. And I just am so excited that you joined us today. Let's go, Warriors. Hi, this is the Love Your Life Show with Susie Pettit, Certified Life and Wellness Coach. Join Susie as she helps you with your wellness and mindset so you can live a life you love. Let's go, Warriors. And welcome, Melody, to the Love Your Life Show. I am so grateful that you are here today. Thank you, Susie, so much for having me. This is such an honor. Very, very excited. I... Uh, I'm thrilled to highlight your work and I want to dive a bit into what got you doing the work that you're doing. In the first part of your book, you you say that your mission or your life's work is to teach women to get real about their belief systems and their superpowers so that they can then sort of shine that light out to the other women and girls in our lives. And I love that mission, yes. <laughs> and I would love to know what in your background led to you having this, this strong desire and drive? Well, it's, you know, there's so much, there's so much that led me to this place. And there are so many different stories I could share. Um, I will say that first and foremost, I was a child who struggled with a great deal of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really didn't know that I had superpowers. I thought everything, everything was on the outside of me. I had no idea how much inner brilliance and inner magic there was. Mm -hmm. And I was consistently future tripping. I was always getting sick because I was allowing my thoughts to take me to really negative places, uh, creating scenarios that never ended up playing out, right? Like we all do. And, uh, you know, as I grew up and as I started studying more on human potential and personal growth and really um, immersing myself in that world, I started to take my own power back. I started to realize 
that there are so many inner tools within me that I was born with that I just didn't know about and didn't have access to. And so as I grew, as I evolved, I really started stepping into this purpose, this life's purpose that revealed itself to me of um, empowering women to empower girls. Mm. And if I could empower myself, then I could teach other women to empower themselves. And if we want to create a new generation of women who have their own backs and believe in their own personal power, then we have to start with the girls. And that's really where my girl life empowerment movement began. I decided to, uh, while I was coaching women at the time exclusively, I said, let's scale this back. Let us teach the girls. Let's bring girls together in groups. Let's talk about what's important. Let's talk about how, um, and, and like the first thing that they learn when they come into my workshop is you are powerful beyond measure. You may not know it right now, but I'm going to talk to you about all the ways that you are powerful beyond measure. And we just set them up for a new way of thinking. We introduce them to all of the tools, like I said, that live inside of them. And each week we would focus on a different theme, gratitude, self-love, self-confidence, meditation, finding your voice, all of it. Um, and so I was essentially giving to these girls what I didn't know I had within me. And that's where this whole movement began. Ah, that's so wonderful. I mean, I, I, I work with mothers mostly primarily now also, and so much of what comes up for them and for me is like, why weren't we taught this? Like, why did it take me this long to figure this out? What I'm hearing from you is you're sort of shortening that curve and helping to teach some of the tools that I now use to help me feel really my best self, the meditating, the self-reflection, all of that is what you are teaching to the girl. So that, that is, that is wonderful. And I'm thrilled that you are here shining that light out. One of the things um, you say in your book is that around nine, a girl's confidence is when it starts taking a hit. And, and I, I mean, I like, I think tears came to my eyes when I was reading that. Could you say a little more to that? Of why? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I mean, statistically they, they are saying that it's age nine, that a girl's self-confidence peaks. And unfortunately what I see in my workshops is all the proof I need to believe that that's true. Um, girls are raising their hands in school before the age of nine. They're totally so connected to who they are. They make no apologies, all of this. And then something starts to happen at that very tender age of nine, where uh, they start dimming their light, they stop raising their hands in class, they start uh, focusing outwards instead of focusing inwards and wondering what will people think, who should I be, what should I wear, what should I say, all of this second guessing. Um, and unfortunately, and that's when it takes that hit that you were just talking about is at age nine. And so with girl life, my goal is literally to change that statistic. Like we must come together to change that statistic. There are so many different ways of doing it. Um, but it is paramount. It is paramount because nine, I mean, their whole lives are ahead of them. There's so much beauty that waits for them uh, as they get older and as they evolve and move through their rites of passage and to rob them of all of that uh, by just accepting a statistic like this one. It's just, it's a non-negotiable for me, not happening, not on my watch. 
Yeah, that I yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And we both know that this is not part of normal human development that that around age nine, it's like, oh yeah, let's just I mean, there are parts of human development that factor into that. And yet the fact that it's happening to girls and at age nine is very much also what's happening around us in society and conditioning, which is why I really appreciate your book and the emphasis on us as women becoming empowered and what we can do to become empowered. Can you, you, you have a chapter in there. Oh, chapter three, it could be a book in itself. It speaks of the many ways we as women block our and other women's empowerment and involvement into our best self. You name things like gossiping and judging other women. And I want the listeners to go get the book. So I'm not going to go through all of them, but two sections here were really important to really interesting to me that I, I don't hear spoken about as much. And one was recognizing when we're believing disempowering messages about women. And the other one is commenting on a woman or girl's appearance when you see her, could we, could we speak to that a little? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, I find that, um, when we meet a girl for the first time and we have all the good intentions, some we're, we're doing this without our own knowledge. We're not noticing that we do this, but we'll comment on her appearance. We'll be like, Oh, you're so cute. Oh, I love your outfit. Oh, I love your hair. And I, I notice like I'm hyper tuned into these messages because of the work that I do. And I notice myself doing it. I notice myself doing that very thing. Oh, me too. And- I like, catch myself. I'm like, <laughs> you catch ourselves and it's like, oh, well, what beautiful hair. No, your hair isn't beautiful. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Take that back. Right. <laughs> Take it all back. Like, Listen, there's, there's nothing wrong with taking care of ourselves on the outside. In fact, it's beautiful and it's self-care and you know, that, that has a place of its own. But what I'm trying to bring attention to is that when it is the first, the very first thing we comment on about a young girl or ask about when we are first meeting her, then we are setting her up to believe that that is the most significant thing. And she should always concentrate on making her outer appearance as perfect. You know, this whole book is about perfection and stepping away from it, but as perfect as she can be in that way. And I always say, let's brainstorm. Let's come up with alternate questions to ask. Let's come up with alternate ways that we can greet a young girl so that she knows that her heart is important. Her brain is important. There's so much more about her that we are noticing when we are in her presence than just the way she looks. Did you know that there's such a thing as actually becoming a girl's empowerment coach and empowering girls for a living? Um, I'm so proud to share that I have a certification program. It's called the Girl Life Academy. And in it, we provide every tool that you could possibly need to run purposeful, impactful, and uh, financially rewarding girls empowerment workshops. We're going to give you 17 empowerment workshops to teach. We're giving you a business in a box where you get marketing tools, you get business trainings, and then on top of all of that, you get the mindset tools to make sure that um, when you commit to doing this work, that you don't let those fears take you down, fears of imposter syndrome, financial blocks, perfection paralysis. 
the stuff we all feel when we're taking on a new endeavor. But we're going to teach you how to make your desire for impact so much greater than the fear of starting something new. We've got your back 100% of the way, and we've got a community of 200 plus Girl Life coaches who will be cheering you on for your entire journey. So if you'd like to learn more about the Girl Life Academy, check us out, www.girllifeempowerment.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Mm-hmm. Can you think of some examples of things that we yeah, could say? Absolutely. I mean, just questions like, um, you know, what, what book, like any cool, have you read any cool books lately? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, like, what did you do this week that was super cool? Mm-hmm. Or if you really feel like you want to comment on her appearance, instead of commenting on something specific, like her hair, you can say something that really accentuates her character. Like, I love the way that your eyes light up when you talk about something that you love. Mm-hmm. I love the way I see that smile come on your face when you're doing something that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So really focusing on, um, on them leaning into, into their inner presence and the things that light them up mm-hmm. instead, again, instead of saying, I love your hair and her thinking, okay, the next time I see her, I need to make sure my hair is perfect. You know? Yeah. Uh, I just want to highlight this again for the listeners. Cause you're, you're continually what, what the messages is keep that you keep coming up is you're focusing more on the inner than the outer and on their own, you know, what did you find interesting for a book? Not like, what do I want to hear that will make me, it's not this approval seeking and people pleasing that we often teach young girls and women that, you know, how you view me is what matters. It's more of this, like, how do they view them? them right? yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Really- we, we just don't want them constantly seeking that outer validation mm-hmm. because as you and I know, that sets you up for a life of putting on mask upon mask upon mask and living out someone else's version of their life. Mm-hmm. And my greatest goal is to introduce girls to their own authentic truth, right? Um, and, and when we can do that from a young age, they they stop asking, they stop mm-hmm. needing permission for everything. I don't see men going out there and boys going out there and constantly apologizing for their wishes, apologizing for putting their vision of their best life forth. They just go and they do it. We have something to learn from them, right? There's something to be learned there. And uh, I want girls to harness that unapologetic voice too, so that when they are women, they are powerhouses, Mm. right? It's that unapologetic. I love that because I was just thinking, I'm just like looking at myself and I'm like, I'm wearing green. And I remember someone once was like, you don't look good in green. And I remember being like, oh, well, that's interesting. That's your thought. Like, like I like wearing, you know, and that's what we want is for to just be like, interesting that they're thinking that I have a different thought and my thought matters to me because I'm the one wearing green. (laughs) And I have that one. I'm the one who is lit up when I look in the mirror and I see green. Yeah. And I love that you didn't lose any sleep over it, right? Yeah. You didn't second guess yourself. Well, I'm you were- sure I would have when I was 20 or, yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh, right. that's so interesting that one, you feel like you need to say that out loud to me. And oh. two, that you would have that thought. How can you not see how wonderful I look in green? <laughs> you know, it's, but that's part of what I want to foster in the girls too, or any of it, you know, if they, you know, I often hear makeup coming up and and moms being like, I don't want my daughter to wear makeup. And it's like, well, let's focus in more on the daughter. Does she like how her eyes look when she wears 
eyeliner or is she more interested in what the other girls say? You know, all of this returning to the inner dialogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as we're raising our girls, it's so second nature because of the way we were raised, right? Like a top-down system of parenting and telling our kids what to do and who to be. And something that I'm trying, you know, my girls are 15, they're twins and something that I've tried to do. And and of course I don't do it all the time, right? Because there is a time where you got to lay it down, but there are are more times where you just need to be inquisitive and ask them questions and ask them like, what's your intuition telling you? Like we learned intuition in this house when they were five and always turn it back to them. And it's like, you know, what is that inner voice of knowing saying to you? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Because I won't always be there to help make these decisions, but I want them to always throw it back to themselves and say, you know, what do I really, really feel here? What do I really need? Like, how can I really heal myself in this moment? Right. Mm, Well, and that is something I just want to, I I am like, Oh, thank you, Melody. Cause that is something that was not taught to me. It was, I was taught more that my inner voice needed to be shut down that Susie didn't know what was right. Look to those in authority, mostly men for the answers. And so it was like, no, 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 you don't know what's right. Mom and dad know what's right. Or dad knows what's right. You know, and that really does lead to this girls thinking girls are less than, I mean, it's the whole female wound that, that is very deep, but I, I love that very, you know, when parents are looking for tactical things to do, it is, it is that in the house, it is to start saying, well, what do you think? What seems right to you pay attention to your stomach and, and, you know, we spoke of your own struggle with anxiety and I know that's where anxiety shows up for me in, in the gut. And it's like, if your belly is rolling and clenched and <laughs> miserable, maybe that's telling you something. <laughs> and like, it's all about belief, right? It's all mm-hmm. about our belief systems and um, it's what, what we believe we become. And mm-hmm. if we believe that we actually have the power to heal ourselves, then we will behave in ways that will be healing to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I remember not to go too off track, but when my daughter once she had had like all these like rashes and bumps on her face. And I remember that Wayne Dyer wrote a book for his daughter called no more bumps mm-hmm. where she had these bumps and the doctor had said she needs surgery and, and Wayne and his wife said, you know what? We don't believe you need surgery. We believe that you can heal yourself. We believe Mm. that this is something that's going on inside of you and something that needs to heal. So his daughter sat with that. And over a week's time, the bumps had gone. So I gave this book to my daughter. She read the book and the bumps were gone the next day. Now, I'm not saying that that is always the answer, but what, like, how does it hurt anyone to look within and say like, you know, how can I play a role in my healing? Mm-hmm. What is my body? It, again, it's this inquisitive. What is my body trying to tell me? What's going on here? How, yes. How can I play a role in my healing? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. And you said that, you know, the belief in the power to heal and also the belief in the power that if we get quiet, like we, our intuition will tell us and that we do have, you know, the answers that we need to know right now which you had mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, top-down parenting. And I wanted to circle back to that because I I see that a lot in, that's how it was modeled for me. And in my sort of, when I don't know much about parenting or when I, you know, I'm I'm not, maybe I'm being more of a, um, 
unintentional parent. I'm just parenting the way I think I should parent. I am, I am coming more from a place of fear or like, so say, take the, I guess I'm having a lot of words, but a lot, <laughs> take the example, you know, middle school daughter comes home from school and she's, you know, visibly upset. And I ask what's going on. And she says, well, these, you know, mean girls like told me I couldn't sit with them at lunch and I feel so left out. Susie in her sort of fear parenting would be like, oh my God. And then try to fix. Well, like, let's look at what you're wearing. What did you say? How did you, (laughs) and could you speak a bit to that and sort of how to not do the top-down parenting there and meet our kids where they are and their emotional experience? Absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's more of a collaborative approach, more collaborative parenting, a lot of open dialogue, a lot of them feeling that they can feel what they feel without us jumping in to solve it. Right. You were saying like, when we are not do, when we are doing the top down thing, it's like jumping in, your kid is hurt. Your initial instinct, we are on autopilot, right? We're parents, right? That mother. What's her name? Right. (laughs) Where does she live? Right. And you're just kind of like, what can I do about this? What must I do about this? How do I come in and save the day? And sometimes all the child needed was just to talk about it. All they really needed was just to express it. And, you know, like it's all working for them. Like it's life. It's all working for us. My favorite Rumi quote is live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. And that's hard to do. It's a really, really hard thing to do. But when the difficult stuff comes up for us as parents to kind of sit back for a moment and be like, somehow this is working for her. Somehow Mm -hmm. this is teaching her to be stronger. This is teaching her to be more of who she is. And that, you know, if we can affirm it's okay that you couldn't sit with them, right? Like, you you know, we are not for everyone. And I wouldn't want my child to change herself so that they could accept her and sit with her for whatever reason that they didn't want her sitting with them. So, you know, just like letting them lean into more of themselves without making them feel like they are at fault. And what did they do to bring this on? And who were they that these girls didn't want to sit with them? Mm -hmm not for everyone. And sometimes it's okay to acknowledge that that is okay. Yeah. And I love that you point out all that because I I think it, if I were to say that it would come from a place of wanting to protect my child's confidence. You know, there's so much that that's like the fear of parenting that I want my kid to have confidence and feel, you know, good enough and not have their feelings hurt. And so then when I hear their feelings are hurt, it's this like, oh my gosh, let me fix it. Let me, instead of in that moment, that's the golden moment to say like, oh, just sort of, I, I think of like popping the emotion of drama and it's like, oh, these things happen. That sucks. That must've been hard. Not yeah. that, oh my God, there's something wrong with you. Right, right. <laughs> Thus, compounding the confidence issue. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're letting uh, her know that you hurt her. You're mm-hmm. validating her feelings. But ultimately, like I said before, they are following on our cues Mm -hmm. of how we handle things. Mm -hmm. So if we're like, those girls, how dare they? And we're joining them in that awful energy. How are you going to go back to school? Maybe Right. And it becomes such a bigger deal. And it gets it it becomes harder for us to dig ourselves out of that hole that we feel like we're in, right? The worse we make it. But if we're kind of like, just like you said, well, these things happen, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear it. And, you know, 
like not making it a bigger deal than she's already brought to you. Mm, yeah. So helpful that, that these things happen is something because that will come up in my brain that helps me. Like you were saying how, I wonder what this is here to teach her. Or I wonder why she's having this experience as you believe Rumi's quote that everything's rigged in our favor. So it's like, okay, well, if everything's rigged in our favor, then this is part of her journey here. And these things happen. I, you know, all of, I, I, I constantly try to bring myself back to like, am I parenting out of fear or am I parenting out of faith? And that faith is that mantra in my head. Like, you know, whoever my kids are, it's like, they're on their journey to become the, you know, this young, strong, confident being. I have all sons. So it is this like, you know, young, strong. I wonder how this is going to help shape them in that way. (laughs) Sucks that they're having this experience and being in the more inquisitive mind. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I feel it just puts us at a little more peace as parents, because we're always wondering like if we're doing right by them and if they're, everything's going to be okay, everything is going to be okay. Like we just need to be present for them as much as we can. And I really truly believe in helping them uncover their own brilliance, that magic, that um, power that lives within them and always throwing it back to that power. It's there. We just need to bring it out. So in that same way, I mean, we're talking about our kids here, but I I love you start the book saying you're not a perfect woman and having some of that faith in ourselves as a parent and as a woman woman can be hugely helpful. Why, why do you, why did you choose to start your book in that way to say like, I'm not perfect either. And why do you think it's important for women to drop that judgment and evaluation of themselves in our parenting? Well, I, you know, I, I felt like I needed to state that because like, here I am doing this thing. I'm putting a book out there, um, but I'm not perfect. Like, I would never want you to think that I think I'm perfect. And I would never want you to feel like you had to be perfect Hmm. to do anything in the world, to, to have any sort of impact, to serve in any way. Mm -hmm. And perfection is not real. Mm -hmm. And in all of the work that I do, whether it's with women or girls or helping women build their empowerment businesses, um, I need them first and foremost to know it won't be perfect. Nothing is ever perfect. And if we put ourselves up against the standard of perfection, we will always lose. We will always lose. And so throughout the book, as as you know, I just go through it over and over again, talking about uh, perfection paralysis and how we need to step away from it. And we need to show each other how it's done. We need to model it for each other as women. And we most definitely need to model it for our girls that we're not perfect. We will falter. This is part of our growth journey. We'll never be perfect, but we will always evolve. Yeah. So how would that look in terms of parenting? If you're accepting, you know, if you're modeling to your kids, your imperfection. I mean, it would, it would take the form of an apology. Like I, I feel like I talked about it in the book where, you know, sometimes as parents, we do things and then we sit and think about them and we're like, that was out of integrity or that, that wasn't the way that I want to parent. So we show up for that child and we say, you know what, I'm really sorry. Like I kind of acted out of character and I was really thinking about it. And, and this is not, I, I'm not cool with the way I acted. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I think so many parents never want to admit that they were wrong. And by not modeling that, once again, we're saying that we are perfect, like that we always get it right. 
we don't, we absolutely don't. And if we can show them that, um, then there's a lot of growth to be had by both of us, like by the child and the parent. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Cause I think if you're, if you're not apologizing, it's coming from a place of shame. Like I should have done better and that there is this perfect parent, which you're saying, and I agree, there is no perfect parent. There is no perfect woman. There is no perfection. Um, and so not having that. And then also just what in the, in the repairing of whatever occurred in the parent child relationship or the marital or whatever relationship it is, you're, you're allowing, you're showing that difference between like, you can make a poor decision or be unskillful in how you spoke, but that doesn't mean you're bad or you're like, you're allowing that growth there. Like, Oh, look at that. You know, sort of that again, deflating of the drama, like, Oh, look at that. I'm human. I totally parented in a way that was really uncool. And let's just, I'm sorry. What do I need to do to repair? I love you. And let's just laugh at me being human. Right. 100%. 100%. We're we're failing forward and like Mm -hmm. failing has got this stigma attached to it. And I Mm -hmm. just totally want to like bring that back to the table and remove that stigma And, you know, we, obviously we want to fail less in parenting, but we will, we'll fall off course and we'll find our way back. Um, But just in life in general, if we're not failing, we're not trying, if we're not failing, we're not doing much. Mm -hmm. So um, just really reintroducing that idea and making it okay. Yeah. I also like how you bring focus to our, what we are modeling to our kids in our speech about other women or other people. Could you speak a little about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like when we're on a phone call with a friend and we're speaking in any way, but a positive way about another woman, those kids, whether they are hearing us actively or somewhere in their subconscious mind, that information is going in. We are 95% subconscious mind, 5% conscious. So imagine how much of the information they hear when they're in our presence and other people's presence is shaping their reality and their future life. So um, I just feel like we need to remove the gossiping. Like if we are here on a mission of female empowerment, like we have no business speaking about other people behind their backs. And in our house, I always tell my girls, we don't talk about anyone behind their backs unless we're saying something awesome, right? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we need to elevate each other. We need to do that. And then complaining, things like complaining all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that th- These are things that are disempowering us. And mm-hmm. I do talk a lot about, in, a lot in the book about how we as women disempower ourselves and disempower other people without even noticing it. And my goal is when we can get real about it, when we can actually start noticing it, then we can transform it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it's exactly, it's in that noticing. The first step is that awareness and, and without judgment, like, oh, wow, look at that. And we can, you know, that's where I like to bring your not perfect woman in here. It's like, oh, right. Okay. We were gossiping. We were complaining because, huh, that's what was modeled for us. That's what's actually encouraged in a patriarchal society for women to knock each other down. So it's that like, look at me, I'm just following my conditioning. And now that I see it, I can bring it out of that 96% of unconscious behavior and go to shift it. I, I, I love that. And I love for me, when my kids were young, I can remember being like, let's not talk behind people's backs and let's say positive things. And then one day I caught myself coming home from, I think it was a book club and talking to my husband and being like, oh my God, so let me just tell you what she did. And I was like, 
<laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so it, for me, okay. it's yeah, okay. it was that it's step up no mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's that kind noticing. I was able to be like, oh, this is interesting. And I had some reflection on my own parents and their, you know, what they did when they came home. And then I also had this like, huh, what is my judgment? or jealousy here to tell me, like, why is this triggering me? You know, it's not triggering me that she served little quiches because I don't know how to make you. I don't care about me. <laughs> you know, what is it that's triggering me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think, I think it's important stuff. It's like, what was modeled for us? What do we want to change? Being kind in our own, you know, assessment and of, of the noticing, the kind noticing, and then transforming it. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all okay. Which is just beautiful. So I, I really appreciate your book and your work. And I have all the links for listeners to, you know, follow you on Instagram. Your stuff is wonderful. And you actually have a lot of these, these prompts on what to say to girls and, you know, instead of their appearance. And so for listeners who are interested in that, and then also your book is just, I I love how you set it up, Melody. And I just need to show you guys, there are if you're watching, there are like pages in here for reflection after every chapter. So it's not just this, like, read it and go and put that in the file of books. It, it's this like encompass it. So you bring the awareness to us and then you allow that place for reflection. So I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for all of the beautiful work that you do. Um, This is the highest form of female empowerment, uh, uh, women like yourself highlighting another woman. Um, I appreciate you so, so much. Well, and I, I, I do need to, like, that's what we need to do. We just need to lift each other up. It's that like when, you know, when the Harbor rises, all the ships rise or whatever the the water in the Harbor rises, all the ships rise. It is the more of us out there just supporting and and noticing and, and empowering other women, you know, then we're empowered. All of us, we all, we all rise up. And I really, I really appreciate that. I felt empowered after I read this. I do not have sons. I work with girls, but I, I just was like, hooray. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Susie. Thank you for listening to the Love Your Life show. If you want to hear more from Susie and support the show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Also, leave a review and share this podcast with friends and family. You'll get a more ears. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing on the Empowering Her podcast, please leave a five-star review. When you share it on your Instagram and tag me at Girl Life Empowerment, and also send me the screenshot via email at melody at getgirlpower.com. As an expression of my gratitude, I will send you my audio called Seven Questions to Unlock Your Empowerment Now. Also, be sure to check out my newest book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, on Amazon platforms across the globe. I appreciate you so much.